listeners, welcome back to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder, and we are going to talk about one of the most important, the most foundational topics that we need to discuss in your business, and that is confidence. I know a lot of other people think it's all about the bells and whistles and the tricks, and they are waiting on a magic pill, but let me be the first to tell you, if no one else has, confidence in what you do and your belief in what you do is critical. It's the thing that I often tell people is literally the foundation upon which all other Uh, tricks and tools that you can incorporate later on in your business to amplify your reach and even simplify your business. But it all must be built on a very sturdy, very strong foundation of confidence. So how do we get there? How do we boost our own confidence in our business? Well, I'm going to share seven ways you can do that because I know business can be scary. I'm an entrepreneur as well, just like you, and it does come with some ups and downs. So how can we together be able to survive that? Well, after today's episode, I think you are going to feel a lot more confident. So let's get started making your business just a little bit better. Okay, listeners, we all know that starting a new business or just being an entrepreneur in general can be a terrifying experience, right? Everyone is talking about the fact that many new businesses just don't make it. I mean, the statistics are scary. 80 to 90% of new businesses fail. And there are all kinds of other statistics that you can look at out there that talk about how hard entrepreneurs crash and burn. But honestly, if you focus on those statistics, frankly, you're likely to become one of them. But if you focus on something else, if you focus on your success rather than your prospect of failure, you will be in a very different place. Trust me. See, truthfully, you'd be hard-pressed to find a successful entrepreneur today who doesn't experience feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt. I still have those feelings all the time. Just because I'm confident in my business doesn't mean that those feelings are entirely gone. But what makes entrepreneurs successful and what allows me to be able to do what I do is that I never let those feelings slow me down. So if I have the feelings of fear, if I have the feelings of the jitters, or sometimes I feel so scared I'm kind of ready to hurl, well, I know that's a great thing. Those are in fact manifestations of my passion for what I do. And I can use that energy, and so can you, to keep moving forward. Or I can use that energy to hold me back. It's my choice. And when we engage in what I call radical responsibility, and frankly, I think I stole that term from James Wedmore, but I love the concept of radical responsibility, and it basically is I am 100% responsible for the results that I create or those that I do not. 
And when I think about where I want to go, despite the fear, I'm going to go there anyway. Because I also know that fear very often can be masquerading as excitement, right? They both produce the same kind of chemical reactions within our body. And sometimes we mistake the feeling of excitement for the feeling of fear. Because oftentimes we're more used to feeling the, the feelings of fear than we're used to feeling the feelings of excitement. And so, again, if you are in a place right now where you feel scared about the direction, you're headed into a direction where you feel that you are going to a place that is now unknown to you, congratulations. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. Because if you already knew every single step along the way and exactly how to get there, well, you're likely doing something you've already done. And if you're doing something you've already done, then, you know, you're probably confident in it already. What I want you to be able to leave this episode today feeling is a sense of confidence despite the unknown, despite the fear and the difficulties that you might be facing. You know, at at the end of the day, none of us are born with confidence, right? You know, it it can be somewhat difficult to obtain, right? Because we, we enter the world as this kind of impressionable kind of pink sack of fear and uncertainty. And then you have to actually acquire confidence by nurturing it as you grow and confronting the things that typically hold you back. And so it it comes as a result of you sharpening a skill set. You know, and I think that a lot of people tend to want to say that they are either a confident person or they are not. And I truly do not believe that that's the case. In fact, I know it's not. I know that no matter how you felt coming into this episode today, if you felt unconfident or you felt like you were the most confident person in the world, that you can continue to sharpen your skills, your self-esteem, and your fortitude and continue to get even better at it. So we're going to work through seven different ways today of how you're going to be able to build that confidence moving forward. Okay, number one is that you are going to recognize when self-doubt pops its ugly head up. (laughs) Doubt and what-ifs can shake your resolve because no one else is in your head to talk you down. You know, I heard it said a long time ago, you know, me on me is never good. And I often use that as a shorthand of talking through this concept that when we are the only person we are talking to, then it is easy to lose our resolve. So rather than focusing on the self-doubt and beating yourself up over it, just acknowledge it for what it is. You can do that. And then you can let it pass. The goal is not to absolutely eliminate all of the negative feelings or stifle them. Again, they're normal. They can still be there and exist even when you decide to move forward. See, you want to empower yourself to take action. And that's what you're doing by 
not getting so mired in the fact of whether or not those feelings of self-doubt or even, you know, that negative self-talk exist. You're just moving straight through it. And you aren't you aren't letting the self-doubt get you down. You know, especially when we feel inadequate, right? We tend to let that self-doubt stop us. And that feeling of inadequacy is nothing more than that, nothing more than a feeling. It's not actually factually correct. So as a new entrepreneur, as someone that is doing something new, which all of us should be, you aren't going to have a shortage of self-doubt. So think of this as a daily exercise to strengthen your resolve You don't have to exist without these feelings of self-doubt. All you have to do is be willing to continue going, continue taking the next step. You know, when I was writing my book, Hitting Rock Middle, I had so much self-doubt, right? I was attempting to be more vulnerable than I ever had before, sharing stories of my personal experience, you know, that weren't so pretty. And there were so many times where I wanted to take the book, fold it up, and, you know, tuck it away. And instead, well, to be honest, I reached out to my business coach because I couldn't live without her. And she reminded me that all I had to do was take the next step. That's it. And so I forever live with a sticky note in front of me somewhere in my office that just has those very simple two words on them. And they say, next step. So each and every time I sit in self-doubt, I remember I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to you know, figure out why I'm feeling every bit of these feelings of self-doubt. I simply can acknowledge them, allow them to exist, and take the next step to keep going. It is really only when we allow those feelings to completely take over and stop us, right, that they have won and that they pull us back in the wrong direction. So try that next time. Try focusing on simply the next step in front of you. The next time you feel those feelings of self-doubt rising up within yourself. Okay. Number two is acknowledge your previous accomplishments and failures. You know, I love the story of Walt Disney probably because there are so many fantastic quotes that he has said and, you know, take a moment and Google a few of those and you probably could write some of those on a sticky note in your office as well and they will continue to inspire you. But Walt Disney actually pitched his concept of Disneyland and Mickey Mouse over 300 times. 300 times and he was turned down, right? He faced failure and yet he continued. There's another fantastic example of a gentleman named Steve Blank. He was experiencing great success in 1994 with a company called Rocket Science Games. And he was changing the landscape of the video game industry, right? achieving tons of success. He was on the cover of Wired magazine. And then 
just three months later, he was faced with losing $35 million in investor funding and, frankly, imminent failure. So, you know, he experienced the very high highs of entrepreneurship and then the lows that can come along the way as well. Now, a lot of people would sit there and say, well, you know, maybe I'm just not cut out for entrepreneurship then because I experienced a failure. And so if something in your business has not gone the way that you had hoped, and maybe, right, you have previously experienced the high and you are now questioning yourself because you are sitting in a low, well, it doesn't mean you have to give up. You know, in 1996, just two years later, after experiencing that failure, Steve Blank founded a startup called Epiphany, and that company went on to earn $1 billion for each, each of its investors. See, what Blank chose to do is instead of believing that the failure was permanent, he used that failure to gain forward momentum again. So while you may not have maybe failures that are of the magnitude that Steve Blank did, then at least I hope you're not having to go through that, you still have personal and professional experiences that have created learning opportunities for you. And what I want you to do is focus on those And look and see what lessons can be gained instead of interpreting those particular events as evidence of facts and permanency, right? Oftentimes, we will take that information in and say, oh, because of X, the thing that I've learned is I cannot do Y. And instead, what I'm suggesting in this episode is the fact that you can learn from failure, as you've heard the adage say, so much more than you probably ever will from success. And so I want you to take note of the things that haven't gone well and learn from them what you liked, what you did not like about those experiences, and make note of them. Because that is business evolution. And noting those things will help build your confidence because you will not attach then permanent definitions to what you are capable of doing and now what you are not capable of doing. Instead, you will use them as learning experiences to build upon. And when you learn something and you build upon it, that is building confidence. And maybe you didn't previously see it that way, but it absolutely is Because you are building upon your knowledge and you are then knowing very confidently that you won't have to experience that exact same past failure in the exact same way. The other thing is you always have to take the time to acknowledge your greatest accomplishments too, right? Learn from those Acknowledge those by taking the time to reflect on what got you there in the same way that you are reflecting and learning the lessons from your previous failures. Because oftentimes what we will do is we will continue to move forward and 
we won't acknowledge the accomplishments enough. We fear that we will come across as too boastful or, right, it will, you know, appear that we believe that we will never fail again. None of those things are true, right? You have to take the time to look back and acknowledge your accomplishments and and write down the lessons that you learned from them because then you can continue to build on those as well. But it also feeds your confidence, It feeds your confidence to be able to recollect that moment in time where you felt amazing about what you did. You know, previously, I helped a business in an eight-week period actually go from a consistent $500,000 a year revenue, which equates to about a $40,000, $41,000 monthly revenue, to double their revenue um, to 83333 which is the magic million-dollar run rate for anyone that doesn't know that number off the top of their head like I do. Um, so I helped them double their revenue in just an eight-week period. And so we were working on that by right? Developing their confidence, looking back at, you know, successes and wins and things that didn't go as well. And we were acknowledging those things. And, you know, when they hit that eventual run rate of 83,333, they brought that information to me and said, yes, we did it. You know, we're thrilled. And so how are we going to do it the next month? And I immediately said to them, whoa, slow down. (laughs) let's take a minute and acknowledge this because there is a cellular memory that we can create just by jumping up and down, getting really excited and running around the room for a minute to celebrate this massive win, this massive accomplishment that you guys have had. And so we did that. And then what do you think that that helped them do? Well, it made them so much more excited about the next month, about the creation of that again, because they were looking forward to the assumption that they were going to do it again and that they were going to get to celebrate. I even challenged them to plan the big celebration that they would get to have at the conclusion of the next month, because the little and big victories matter. And the more and more you celebrate those, the more confidence you, in fact, will have in yourself and the easier it becomes to survive the downs. If you never celebrate the wins, the downs become that much more difficult. Trust me. Okay. The other thing is that Confident people tend to challenge themselves and compete, even when their efforts yield small victories. And small victories bring, you know, new receptors in the brain's, you know, kind of risk-reward motivation area. And the fact is that this increase in the receptors actually influences the testosterone in your body. So not only will the celebrations, right, allow you to have a very specific memory of 
exactly what you will get to do when you reach this difficult mark, but you truly are rewiring your brain chemistry. And that further increases your confidence and your eagerness to tackle further challenges in the future. So know that you are doing yourself a favor when you celebrate even the smallest victory along the way. Because that boost in that chemical response can last for months. So take the time out. You deserve it. But it'll also help you for many months to come too. Okay. Now, number three, step out of your comfort zone. See, a lot of what you're doing as an entrepreneur is new for you. And I get that. It can be hard to try something new. And decision-making and follow-through really will only strengthen and expand your confidence. You know, have you ever sat in, you know, that moment where you're attempting to make a decision, you're wanting to know, you know, which way should I go? Should I, you know, tackle this problem or this problem? And you allow yourself to sit in that place of limbo for quite a while maybe throughout the work week, maybe even over the course of the weekend. And if you were to reflect back on how that actually made you feel as you approached each workday and as you approached the following Monday without a decision made, did that strengthen or force your confidence to dissipate? I bet you had less confidence. I bet that it made you feel as if you were unable, unable to make decisions, which does not inspire confidence. So get a jump start on that by trying something as new as you off, as you can. You know, you don't have to sit around and wait and make only a quote unquote right decision or a wrong one. In fact, what if I just told you there isn't really a right or wrong decision? Because in my mind, there isn't, right? Because at the end of the day, you're only going to get as a result of that decision the lesson you needed, which now you know is just a great thing for confidence, or the result you wanted. So if that's what's going to happen, there is no right or wrong. Make the decision and follow through on it, knowing that it is the forward progress that will continue to expand your confidence. And then it is also the consistent trying of something new, right? So the quick decision making will allow you to continue to iterate, continue to try something new over and over and over again. And the more you do that, the more often you step outside your comfort zone and challenge yourself, the more confidence you are building. Because new challenges will lessen your overall fear. You'll see firsthand that you're capable of recovering from any consequence. Now, I'm not talking about going straight to skydiving, which I cannot possibly imagine doing. I have a terrible fear of heights. My twin sister did it, more power to her, but it's not going to be for me. 
So I'm not talking about, again, going straight to something that you find terrifying, which would be skydiving for me. But start with small projects outside your comfort zone and build on them. That can be as simple as an activity you have always been curious about, right? Like podcasting or beginning to write and create some content for a blog, you know, learning a new skill like the use of video in your business, showing up on social media and sharing your opinions and your beliefs. All of those things can be your perfect way to step outside your comfort zone in the smallest of ways. And the more often you do it, the easier the bigger steps outside your comfort zone will become. So start small and then continue to add on as you get more and more used to standing there outside your comfort zone, right? Being comfortable with the uncomfortable, You know, I often say that the role of a business coach truly is to, you know, hold someone outside their comfort zone, to help them not retreat from that place outside their comfort zone right back into their comfort zone, that, you know, we serve as that catalyst to help you step outside your comfort zone. And do the things you've always wanted to do, but have too much fear in order to do them solely on your own. And so what better way to do that than by finding support from someone that does that, helps people step outside their comfort zone on a regular basis? Because Every single goal you accomplish, every time you're outside that comfort zone, it provides concrete proof that you can do it and that success is always within your reach. And what better lesson can you learn as an entrepreneur and what better lesson can provide confidence to you than that? So if you feel right now that you are lacking some confidence in your business, go and evaluate. When was the last time you stepped outside your comfort zone? Think about that for a minute. Listeners, I have the tool for you. It is called Kartra. If you run an online business, you are going to want this tool in your life. Trust me. It is an online account management system that will save your life. No more duct taping various products together. See, your online business requires a bunch of different solutions that oftentimes have to be duct taped together. They lead to frustrating results meaning you don't have a checkout page that adds customers to your mailing list or your help desk portal doesn't connect with your contacts database or your membership site doesn't work really well or even issue refunds or payments. It's all utterly frustrating and frankly, a huge waste of time until now. 
all of the individual sections of Kartra are woven together so seamlessly they talk to each other without ever having to configure any integration on your own. As a result, you are going to be able to track your customers and their interactions with all of your different solutions in one place. Doesn't that sound a little too good to be true? Well, it's not. Make sure that you get the link in my show notes to access Kartra with 14 days for free on me. So again, access Kartra 14 days for free on me with the link in my show notes, and you can come back and thank me later. Listeners, do you ever hear the phrase goal setting and want to groan a little bit? I bet you're even rolling your eyes hearing me say that phrase, aren't you? Probably because at face value, goal setting can seem daunting, boring, and even overwhelming. I mean, where do you start? How do you make them actually happen? I bet the ideas are already swirling around in your head right now, aren't they? Well, don't worry, I've got you. Goal setting doesn't have to be hard or something you dread doing once a year. You can and will with my brand new goal getting course, come to love goal setting. Why? Because I'm gonna show you all of my secrets for not just setting goals, but reaching them. These are the secrets that have helped me go from writing down lofty plans that I tucked away and never looked at again, to achieving monumental goals like writing a best-selling book and building a seven-figure business from scratch. Are you ready? I hope so. Because the goal-getting course is waiting for you. All you have to do is either head to my new website, growwiththebrim.com. That's growwiththebrim.com. Or head to the link in the show notes and get access to the best goal-getting course out there. Okay. We're back. Did you take a moment and think about that? When was the last time you stepped outside your comfort zone? I hope that after today's episode, that will be one of the first things that you are excited to do so that you can continue to build your confidence in your business. Okay, number four is find a mentor. This is a fantastic way to build confidence. You know, entrepreneurship fundamentally can be a lonely experience. We all know that. And, you know, it is so comforting to know that other people have experienced the same concerns and fear, doubts, uncertainty, and that they have succeeded despite having those particular feelings. And so many entrepreneurs fail to see the value in having someone to talk to and confide in, but frankly, a mentor or, like I've said, obviously a business coach can offer a wealth of experience. They've been where you are and they've done what it is that you are trying to do. So they can be incredibly valuable and easily point out pitfalls that you might face along the way and help you avoid some of those mistakes. When you have that kind of experience lighting the way, you can't help but be able to move forward with far more confidence. 
It's inevitable. So when you are experiencing times of self-doubt or you are looking to try new things, make sure that you seek out a coach or a mentor, someone that you can talk to. Because again, me on me is never good. Plus, not only will it help your confidence, but we also know that if you are moving farther faster, you will see a huge benefit in your revenue as well. So it is worth the time. It is worth the investment so that not only you can grow yourself, but you can ultimately grow your revenue as a result too. You know, in 2012, um, the entrepreneurs that connected with a mentor using a service called micromentor.org, it's this free service for entrepreneurs, they were surveyed and found that those who received mentoring actually increased their revenue by an average of $47,000 or 106%. So again, the proof is in the pudding, right? Not only is it going to help you save time and increase your revenue, but it's going to build confidence for you along the way. I mean, nothing builds confidence like a talented, experienced person showing you the way and frankly, patting you on the back for a job well done. One of the things that I find my most successful female entrepreneurs express to me is the fact that not only has the journey been difficult and long along the way, but they have lacked some sense of appreciation for the accomplishments and the giving that they have provided, right, to both the community and to their team. And so a mentor or a coach can provide that to you because, again, you know, that pat on the back that is very well deserved, right, and the acknowledgement of your hard work only breeds further confidence, You know, a good mentor or coach can act as a mirror, giving you the perspective you need to believe in yourself and knowledge, frankly, of what you are doing well breeds confidence. Knowing where you stand helps you focus your energy more effectively and beyond that you know, that person can help educate you on more of the inner workings of your own organization by providing a third-party perspective. They will see things you cannot see because you are so close to it. So take the time. Clearly, it's going to be worth your while, both in confidence and with regard to your revenue. Okay, number five is one that I am most passionate about and I probably preach to my entrepreneurs that I coach the most. And that is in order to build confidence, we have to learn how to say no. And I always say no is a complete sentence. We don't have to justify why we're saying no. We don't have to provide a lengthy explanation No can simply be the answer. See, it's natural to want to people please. I get it. 
I come from a long lineage of people pleasers myself, and it is a tendency that I have to fight often. But especially when you're trying to form relationships, a network, right, and you're trying to please maybe even potential investors, customers, you know, you want to pay attention to what you're saying yes to and when you ought to be saying no. You know, it's virtually impossible to please everyone. And what I find that results in for way too many entrepreneurs is that the person who is not pleased ends up being you. And that's not why you became an entrepreneur in the first place. Because saying yes to everyone is going to pull you in more directions than you're frankly capable of managing. And ultimately, it ends up leading you straight to crazy amounts of stress, potential depression, and even burnout before you ever have a chance to get to the ultimate destination of why you started this business in the first place. Confident entrepreneurs recognize that saying no is very healthy. It means not that you are rude, that you are the B word, bitch, right? You are not. It means that you respect your own time and resources, and it forces other people to do the same, right? We teach people how to treat us. If we are at their beck and call and we are responding at all hours of the night and we are running around like a crazy person, that sense of radical responsibility comes right back in and here is where it becomes relevant again, right? We created the circumstances by saying yes out of fear, yes out of a perceived obligation or desire to people please, And we have gotten ourselves into a situation that we cannot keep up with or manage or perform to the best of our ability. And we are not, when we are not performing to the best of our ability, how do you think we feel about ourselves? Do we feel confident? Do we feel like we're the best at what we do? Or do we have this sneaking suspicion that we are doing things in a method that is less than ideal? that we are giving 70% when we wish we were giving 100. And the reason why we got there is because we failed to say no when it was appropriate, out of fear of the perception of what others might think. And we cannot simply run our businesses that way. It will absolutely never take you where you want to go. It won't take you to the place of success because you are doing too many things at once, and it will never take you to the place of confidence, which only breeds success. So no one wins, right? The customer doesn't win because they don't get 100% of you. You don't win because you were spread too thin and too stressed out. And the goal with all situations is that we say yes only when we can create a true win-win relationship. And the win-win happens when you are capable of producing a fantastic result for your client. You are excited about the work that you get to perform for them. And they simultaneously are excited about the results and the work that you are going to perform for them as well. That both of you get out of it what it is you came to receive. They get the problem solved. You get to do the work. 
So when it's time to say no, a confident person can say it without avoiding phrases like, I don't know, or I don't think I can, right? Instead, a confident person can just simply answer, no, I'm sorry, the time isn't right for me right now. Or no, I'm sorry, it's not a fit. I wish you all the best. You do not have to provide lengthy explanations that leave you feeling like you are in a position of lack. Stay in a position of strength, right? You are giving that person a gift as well. So there is nothing to apologize for, right? You are giving that person a gift because they are going to get to work with someone that can give them 100%. You are giving them a gift if you are not the right fit because they are going to now be able to find someone who is. So again, you are giving them the opportunity to find their confidence while you find yours as well. See, research conducted at the University of California in San Francisco showed that the more difficulty that you have saying no, the more likely that you are to erode your confidence because the confident people are those that make their nose clear. So when it is time next time for you to say no, I hope that you will do it with confidence, honoring your existing commitments And give yourself the opportunity to successfully fulfill the ones that you are excited and confident about. Okay, number six, make an honest assessment and plan for change. I love how Vincent Van Gogh said, if you hear a voice within you saying you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. See, what he's really saying here is that confidence is earned through doing. And as we know, it comes from hard work, making things happen. And confident people are self-aware, and that true confidence they wield is firmly planted in the reality they've created. If you want to change, then you need to do an honest and accurate self-assessment of your abilities. Listen for the voice telling you what you cannot do and then work to strengthen those skills. I mean, ignoring your weaknesses will not make them go away. You need to find ways to minimize their negative impact and doing so will help you gain a clear understanding of your strengths and how you can use them to grow. What I often call this is focusing in on your zone of genius. And I got that term from an author, Gay Hendricks, and I love his book, The Big Leap, because it talks about the fact that the more time you spend in that zone of genius, right, after you've done the self-assessment of your abilities, and that you are ready to improve your weaknesses, it does not suddenly mean that you need to be an expert in every single aspect of your business. The plan for change can simply be, 
I wish to change my business in such a way that I can spend more of my time in my zone of genius, doing the things that I appear to be naturally gifted at that come so organically to me that I cannot believe that I get paid for them. They are things that you take for granted oftentimes. They are things that when you do them, you typically feel more self-confidence because it pours out of you with ease. And yes, you can continue to work on the things that do not come naturally to you. But you also can begin to think of ways to outsource that so that you can continue to spend more and more and more of your time as an entrepreneur doing exactly what you came here to do. Because what I find along the way is that many new entrepreneurs believe that they have to be an expert and confident in every single aspect of their business, and you simply do not. You can improve your skill set in areas like social media and email marketing, but ultimately, you are going to feel a greater sense of confidence when you are spending more and more of your time, let's say your zone of genius is public speaking, more and more of your time doing the public speaking versus doing the actions that you particularly do not love that are outside your zone of genius. So assess what it is that you love, what it is that you came here to do and create, and the rest of it, you can begin to make a plan for change by beginning to think about ways in which you can get support, ways in which you can outsource some of these things to other entrepreneurs who have that particular zone of genius, right? There is nothing that I love more than paying for my social media expert to prepare my feed because I do not enjoy that. It is not my zone of genius, and I adore the content that she prepares. It frees me up to be able to do more and more creative work that fuels my confidence and allows her to do work that breeds her confidence. Again, it is a true win-win. So take the time to do that assessment and make a plan for your future so that you can begin to make those changes to spend more of your time in your zone of genius. Okay, number seven and our final one is extremely important. And that is I want you to focus on one business step at a time. See, a good friend of mine loves to use the expression, don't compare your business beginning to another's middle. And as a new entrepreneur, it is so easy, especially in today's day and age, to look at your competition, to look at what other people are doing and think that is exactly where you need to be, right? You need to have an incredible feed 
uh, news feed, um, graphics, uh, a podcast already started, email marketing, all of this in place again before you launch. But the fact of the matter is it took that person years to get to the place where they had all of those together. And it's likely going to take you the same. So if your competition has been at it for several years longer than you, there is no way you should expect to be at the exact same place. See, the other person you're attempting to compare yourself to has spent years making their mistakes and growing. So we've got to be able to run our own race and focus on taking one business step at a time. And when we do that, we can create growth faster than if we were to attempt to create it all simultaneously. See, I love how Michael Phelps Phelps talks about the fact that when he is in the pool, he wears black swim goggles. Now, he does that so that he can block out everyone else around him and he cannot look and see where they are because all he needs to do is swim his own race. He can't control the person next to him. All he can do is control his own efforts and swim as hard and as fast as he can. And he knows then the outcome will be what it will be. And the exact same thing exists for you within your business. Just because you see someone else doing it and because it is producing success for them does not mean it will inevitably do the same for you and that you have to immediately imitate it and incorporate it into your business too. We have to put our businesses in context, right? We have to know what it is that we want to create. And when we attempt to force someone else's concept or idea into our business, it absolutely erodes our confidence because it may not fit us. It may not fit what we believe. It may not fit the journey that we're on. And trying to do that makes us feel less than. So when it comes to being a business owner, put on your goggles, run your own race, swim your own race, and know that having periods of doubt is absolutely par for the course. I know I still have periods of doubt. And yet, I am running my own race. I know where I want to go next. I know that I can trust my instincts because I am building my business based on my beliefs, my confidence, my abilities. And I know that the rewards will come and absolutely be worth it if I can stay focused and if I can take it one business step at a time. So while the other ideas might sound appealing and things that you can do in the future, make note of them. It doesn't mean that you can't 
ever incorporate them into your business. But right now, if you are focused on the growth of your email list, there is no need for you simultaneously to also try to grow, say, a podcast at the same time, right? Focus in on the growth of that one area and put the concept of the creation of a podcast in the parking lot. It can stay there and wait. It's not going anywhere. And as soon as you have the growth of the email list complete or at a place where it feels very sturdy and it's capable of producing results on its own, then you can shift your attention to the addition of another business step. And you can decide at that time to pull something out of the parking lot and determine whether or not the podcast will be right or another idea that has come along in the interim. But when you focus on the growth of one at a time, again, you will get farther faster. And it is moving the needle farther faster that will help breed your confidence and your own abilities. So I hope these seven concepts and ideas will help you feel much more confident. They are true tactical things that you can do within your business on a daily basis to build your confidence. Make note of them, incorporate them one at a time, and I hope to see you building a truly confident business in the days and months to come. Thanks for joining us in the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. Again, I'm your host, Sally Holder. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you will share it with all of your friends. We need many more female entrepreneurs out there feeling confident in the growth and creation of their businesses. So take a picture of this episode, share it on social media, tag me, and I can't wait to share it on mine and tag you as well. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your day and let's make your business just a little bit better. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. Again, I'm your host, Sally Holder. If you feel like you could really use a confidence boost in your business, I hope you will check out my Confidence Creator course. It is the perfect tool for you to do a much deeper dive into this concept of building confidence in your business. I've given you so many reasons why having greater confidence can help you earn more revenue. It also is going to create a business that you love. So it is worth the time and energy to put into the development of confidence in your business. All you have to do is head to growwiththebrim.com. That's grow with the brim, B-R-I-M-M dot com and head to courses to check out more information about my confidence creator course. It is the best tool to help you grow both your confidence and your revenue. All right. I hope that you will join me next week and help make your business just a little bit better.